Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, are we recording? We are. I'm coming to you from somewhere different today, listeners. I'm coming to you from an actual podcast recording studio. But that doesn't mean I've changed. Nothing will change. I'm still the same person. But we're in a very smart podcast studio, which is sort of what I imagine what it's like to be Jeremy Paxman. I've got a sofa I'm sitting on. I've got a massive mic. And my dog barking is nowhere to be seen. Uh, Other things to report is that it's also... The first day of Christmas, should you celebrate it? It is the 1st of December. Does anybody still get a chocolate advent calendar? I speak to as a 40-year-old man and I tell you that yes, I do. My husband buys me one. (laughs) My husband buys me one. I'm not ashamed. Totally ashamed. Um, And this year he got me one from Lint, which has got a giant, not giant plastic, giant chocolate toy on the 24th. Well, giant chocolate. It's not a toy. It's a food stuff. Um, so I'm going to open my first one today. I haven't done it yet. Other news is that also we're going from swinging around the topics here. Today, it is also World AIDS Day. And the theme is Equalize. What Equalize is all about is basically calling on global leaders to recognize and address basically the inequalities which are holding back progress in ending AIDS and equalizing access essential to HIV services. So really brilliant new perspective on it. And if you want to look into more resources about it, what we can do to help, um, there'll be stuff in the show notes. Um, Today, we've got a cool episode for you. We're talking to influencer, model and podcaster, no less, Shah Aless. Shah is someone who I found on Instagram and sort of it has interested me for a long time. She is the founder of Girls Will Be Boys platform, which is offering a space for marginalised people to talk about gender, sexuality and self-acceptance. And it's a very cool organisation. And Shara is really interesting on Instagram, talking about many things. Today, we're talking about something which a lot of influencers experience, which is called shadow banning. And the idea that apps, uh, maybe Instagram, sort of stop certain people's content from being seen and what shadow banning is and how it affects people like Shah, who it's their job is being online and raising awareness for the topics that they want to speak about. Um, And also, we're talking about hair, because as Phoebe Wallabridge said in Fleabag, hair is everything. Or did Kristen Scott Thomas say it? Anyway, 
Shah has done a really interesting project around shaving your head and what that means, what it means for queer people and how you can occupy different identities uh, when you shave your head. And her mum shaved her head as well. And that's also a really interesting story. And then we get some agony uncling done. We've had a brilliant email from Jay. Uh, so me and Shah have a good old talk about that as well. In the meantime, have you caught up with last week's episode with the brilliant Zander Murray? Love Zander. So many nice comments from you about that episode. And um, I think Zander was really impressed with my knowledge of football. Um, didn't get anything wrong, really, did I? Keep talking to us. It's hello at homosapienspodcast.com or on Instagram at homosapiens. Tell us what you thought about the episodes. Oh, we've got something exciting to do. I just remembered. We're going to give away the new Homo Sapiens t-shirt. Um, keep sending us your agony uncles. They're always anonymous. That's the facts. And uh, now let's go have a look at some emails. Emails about last week's episode. Ryan said, this was such a great episode, talking about the episode about Qatar and talking to Zander Murray, talking about the World Cup, which is football, by the way. This was such a great episode and interesting to hear someone's thoughts on the World Cup that's directly involved experiencing what's happening. Thank you for your advocacy, Zander. Here, here. Sean then said, there needs to be a mindset change in the papers. One question might be, what can newspaper sport journalists do to foster a more inclusive debate one that is more heteronormative. So that was Sean commenting on the fact that Zander, this, the clip we shared of Zander was saying that newspapers need to stop their witch hunts. And actually, I was thinking about this in the car. You know, in 2022, what is the story when someone writes a story in a newspaper saying, a tabloid, I suppose it would mainly be, you know, so-and-so footballer is in the closet and but their other players know and stuff like how can that be a story? It's not cool. So thank you for that. And everyone, please keep writing in. Tell us what else needs to change. What do we need to do? What do we need to do to make sport more inclusive, people? I feel like perhaps my footballing days are behind me, but never say never. Also, listener Anthony wrote in and he gave us his recipe for Eve's pudding. So I made it and I put it on Instagram. And what can I say, people? You loved it. UT Radar said, I sense a new career as a modern fanny fanny. Craddock? Hard to say that. Modern Fanny Craddock. Not a moddy Faddy Cranock. Um, Emma said, start a Chris and Ridley cooking show. People, if you want that to happen, you know what to do. You have to head to at Homo Sapiens and DM us. And then me and the dog, Ridley, will start a cookery show. I'll make him biscuits and he can make me biscuits, actually. Um, then, oh doorbell's ringing this is in my swish very swish podcast studio you see i don't get this problem at home who could that be it's my next guest because i'm interviewing someone today i'm not going to tell you who it's a surprise so that's our guest coming up much better when i do it on my own you see it's just me and the dog uh tim from canada got in touch on email dear chris and friends this year has been a bit of a roller coaster and has thrown me off my podcast listening schedule I've recently returned to the habit and catching up, bouncing between old episodes and current. Tim, I'm thrilled to hear this. I just played the Tom Allen and Zander Murray episodes and was reminded how delightful it is to listen to your chats. That's lovely. Especially loved hearing you and Tom have a good old chuckle and Zander's laugh in response to your David Beckham query was a moment of joy for all it represented. 
Oh, that was funny when I asked him about that. So true, though. Like, do gay professional footballers fancy David Beckham? I think it's a valid question. Zander remarking how he thought the interview would be serious but was much more fun than expected aptly captures the aspect of queer culture that has us mixing joy and laughter in with the angst and trauma as a means to enjoy our lives as best we can. How very true, Tim. Also, in case you and Tom have yet to discover what happened to Colin and Justin, oh my God, these are the decorators we were talking about in the episode. They've moved to Louisburg, Nova Scotia, bought and renovated an old hotel and made a reality show about it called Hotel Hell, which I think aired on Channel 5 beginning of September. Right, that's my Christmas watching sorted. Please keep the conversation going. Will do, Tim, and take good care of yourselves. We'll endeavour to as well, Tim. Now, let's go and have a listen to the lovely chat with Shah. Let us know what you think. Here it is. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I was trying to remember how I first discovered you, but then I was in a wormhole and I was finding all your stuff talking about being shadow banned. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, God, do you know what? Like, you haven't turned up in my feed in a long time. It's such an issue. It's so weird, isn't it? Because then I was like, I haven't seen this post. I haven't seen this post. Starting from the top what is shadow banning in case anyone listening doesn't know what it is well basically instagram has control over whose posts actually get shown to their followers so Mm -hmm. there's different reasons why you could be shadow banned a lot of the time people who post anything that is quote-unquote taboo so if you're talking about race a lot and you're like super opinionated or a lot of the time it's bodies so Mm -hmm. fat bodies black bodies just anybody that isn't like slim cis white and most of the time heterosexual so there's different reasons why instagram will just decide to not show your posts to your followers and that is basically shadow banning so people just don't see stuff anymore and why um i know you don't have the answer to this but i sort of find myself asking the question like i feel like instagram as an institution would quite like to appear to be at the forefront of things you know Mm -hmm. and one of the things that's really great about 2022 there are many bad things you know but is that like we are finding queer black bodies having platforms being able to talk about things wouldn't they want to be part of that movement you know and be like we're at the forefront because when they do you know like if you go onto the app store and download instagram Mm -hmm. because i'm because i'm a weirdo who deletes it and re-downloads it all the time (laughs) like they show the posts in their little ad and it's very queer black bodies. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we're so, you know, of the future. I wonder mm. why, why Why would they do that? Honestly, it's like a question that me and people who are close to me talk about all the time. It is. Mm. It doesn't make sense. I just feel like a lot of the time it's a lot safer for platforms, brands, people to be performative mm-hmm. rather than actually doing the thing that's right and I kind of feel like that's what's going on with Instagram because at the end of the day they're more likely for posts to get bigger if they are safer than if they're a little bit you know not even risque because like a black body isn't risky (laughs) but like Mm. you know I just feel like because it's still not everyone is on board with it they're kind of like dipping their toe in a little bit but not actually doing Mm. it Mm-hmm. That's why it's yes. frustrating because it's like even after 2020 happened, it's still like, oh, no one's seen my posts. Mm. Yeah, it's funny because you've spoken a bit about how, you know, 2020 and 
the progression of the Black Lives Matter movement being considered a, a, a watershed moment. But the fact that now we have a bit of perspective on that time, mm. we see that it was not, I suppose. Yeah, it was such a blip. And I said that, like, I feel like for me personally, I've spoken on it and a lot of other black creators have said that they feel the same. But it feels like it was even more detrimental to us mm. that it happened and then we got dropped again. So it feels like we really felt like we were getting somewhere or like we were being appreciated for all of our hard work and stuff and people wanting to learn from us. And then to be dropped from such a height was worse mm. than even just staying mediocre in everyone else's eyes. So I feel yeah. like even for me personally, I had to take um, basically this week off of Instagram just because it's it's so hard like to exist on the platform that mm. was... It was so fun and like I feel like I found a lot of my people and like my creative outlets on there and now it's like <laughs> my people can't even see me so it's frustrating. Yeah. I mean it's the same thing with like because um, I used to be a sign model and I would always be put on the mood boards but I would never actually get cast or like I would never get the jobs and it's the same kind of thing like mm. I think there is, I've spoken about it a lot, but there's such a fine line between tokenism and like diversity. And I feel like a lot mm. of the times brands and stuff want to say that they're diverse, ticking boxes, but then behind mm. the scenes, they're still hiring the same people with the same mindset. So it's not yeah. diverse through and through. So then it becomes tokenism. It's the byproduct of being part of a movement, like it's become fashionable. Mm. which in some ways is quite unhelpful, you know, listening to what you're saying, because it's like, I don't want to be fashionable. I want respect. I want, yeah. you know, you know and, and they're two different things. And actually you can pay lip service to fashion, mm. but you don't follow through. This is what I say. I'm in a post that was like, black is not a trend. Because mm. I do feel like there's been, not just in the creative industry, but just like throughout time, there's been so many instances where, why are black people not beautiful but their features are and like black people are not desirable but their features are and I feel like a lot of the times like there's been so many things that have been like I'm not saying we own everything but like things that we would be singled out for or like bullied for or like discriminated against when it's mm -hmm. on a different race it makes them desirable and I feel like it's the same kind of thing it's like we're not a trend it's not like oh black people are in trend this year it's like we've existed we still exist and we will still exist but like you can't just want us when it's trendy it's just weird yeah. it's very weird ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So have you seen Billy Porter's film? No. Uh, so Billy Porter's directed this film called Anything's Possible. And it's the sort of a lovely romantic story of a young black trans girl who falls in love with this person at school. It's, it's a guy at school. And it's a fairy tale. You know, Billy says it's a fairy tale. You know, like it's a love story. And there is some, there are moments where the trans girl suffers things that trans people suffer but it, a lot of it is like let's actually create a story where it's nicer f- and it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. um but it's really interesting because I was reading up and around it and it's like people call it like it's a very gen z film and it's like I don't know like and that's someone actually trying to speak in a positive way trying to be mm. like this is great and it's like but transness is not gen z <laughs> transness right. has been around forever right but it's considered a wave in the same way you're talking about like blackness being a fashion moment and until we get past that I wonder are we ever going to get and make any ground and I'm I'm, you know I'm keen to also not position myself as like someone who knows it all I don't you know it's not that no one knows it all but I do understand like I think even with the term non-binary and like being non-binary I feel like a lot of the times like people don't realize that just because certain things didn't have a name or the same name doesn't mean they didn't exist before. They've just been... It's kind of like when Christopher Columbus, like, discovered... He didn't discover these places. They were there existing. Yes, yes. But, like, yes. it's just that, okay, he's come along and named it and declared this, that, and the other. It's the same thing with people's identities. They've always existed. It's just that, I guess, like, I feel like we didn't have the language that was progressive enough but I, mm. I think language is so important and also even referring to things as like something that's happening now it's like no it's existed for time it's just maybe you weren't aware personally or most people mm. weren't aware um but they've always been around I think yeah. that's really important yeah and how do you identify in this moment, because I'm aware it can evolve for everybody. As a queer woman. Queer woman. Sis, yeah. And with your other half? I mean, we're engaged, so <laughs> I just yeah. say my fiancé. Very nice. <laughs> and she says no, I'm, just, I'm always I'm always interested because I like talking about the specifics of, you know, like how, I don't know, everyone can have their own version, I suppose, is the reason. So you're engaged. Walk me through the engagement. Well, we both knew from like two months in that... Oh we wanted to be engaged and then we did it um when we were in vegas in april this year we decided two months before that we were gonna do it so that we could get each other the rings that we wanted and then we would surprise everyone else so i love that yeah that's what happened and where exactly in vegas of all amazing places did it happen well we were staying at the venetian which is on the strip 
and you oh, could see oh Vegas, the Vegas Strip, and we just did it. We literally did it. We landed 7 p.m. that we got to the hotel, obviously so jet-lagged. We'd had, like, layovers. We went with um, two of our closest friends, and we were like... The excuse we used for not just going to sleep, because obviously we were knackered, we were like, you know what, we need to get on Vegas time, let's go down to the casino and have some drinks, so we'll get ready in our rooms. Obviously, we did the proposal and then went in and told them. Um, yeah, but it was it was quite late, so we did it in the hotel room, just like sat mm. by the window and you could see all of Vegas in the back. Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah. And congratulations. And Thank you. do you know when you're going to get married um we've said a couple years um but we literally haven't planned anything we don't know venue all we know is the florist because there's a florist that we love but that's oh, it. is there any sort of semblance of what you're thinking for the wedding what's the what's the mood board we we really don't know we just know that we both will be on the same energy with, like, how we want it. Because, like, we live together, so it's the same as the house. We're kind of, like, we're mm. good with that, with compromising and having... But she's also... I'm very strong-headed. So she's also <laughs> happy for me to be like, well, if you like it, I, I like it too. So we're not I really sure. That. But I think it will be more, like, less of a traditional wedding. Like, it was less of a traditional proposal. And yeah. more just literally, like, a big party, a celebration of finding each other and yeah oh lovely and what would you wear baby there's gonna be outfit changes throughout (laughs) trust and believe (laughs) hello that's the end of part one of our chat with Shah. part two's on the feed go get it Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.